Hi, I'm back with uh, Scott Sherrera. He's going to be talking about a lot of interesting stuff today and my recent update where I tried to post his video that I did a while back on YouTube and YouTube ended up banning the video, which is kind of stressing for me because his testimony is his own personal testimony. It has nothing to do with uh, medical misinformation as they quoted. But what was interesting about the YouTube uh, reasoning for banning it was because they said it went against uh, WHO's uh, guidance and whatever public health. Well, WHO has nothing to do with anything uh, for any country. Even if they're providing guidance, it does not change any laws. It doesn't affect anyone's right to free speech. So it's interesting to see that that every corporation is just using uh, all illegal activities to kind of uh, benchmark their own uh, reasoning as to why something is banned and something is not. Um, but that's another topic. Um, part of it, uh, Scott's going to be talking about that as well. But I did end up posting it on other social medias. And interestingly enough, it's getting a lot more traffic in other places like Reddit. I posted it there. Um, but, you know, this is still an ongoing issue for me because I don't want any reason to have to ban something that, you know, Scott has talked about with his personal experience. So, uh, hi, Scott. Hello. Good to, good to see you again. Yeah. So, yeah, so about that banning doesn't surprise me a bit. Um, and the reason it doesn't surprise me is the same reason that it doesn't surprise me that we haven't been on any of the alphabet networks yet. Yeah. Is, you know, there is a desire to not get this truth out there. Um, and I believe that desire to not get the truth out there is going to be short-lived, and I'm going to explain as to why. But, you know, we were banned from um, uh, our GoFundMe early on. So after the truckers got banned with their GoFundMe, not long after that, we were banned for spreading misinformation. You know, so it's it's frustrating because, you know, what I'm – what I'm telling is the truth and the things that I'm speculative on, I disclose that this is my speculation, but the stuff that's true, I mean, I account for the things that are true and I have those also posted on Grace's website. So it's, it is frustrating, but I think it is, is a sign of the times. And I literally mean a sign of the times as we dive into it. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, even if the information is false, they don't have any right to suppress false. They don't get to decide what true is and what false is. It's us as a whole body of humanity that has to be able to filter, you know, what we want to watch and what not watch. So that bothers me a whole lot that all the free speech rights that, you know, were in the Constitution that give, given for a specific purpose and even expanded on like in the 70s and after that. Just to, just, you know, like, I think, uh, what's his name? Larry Flint, the porn guy. He's the one who actually expanded a lot of the free speech laws because he wanted to get all his offensive material. So they expanded that. But now it's it went the other way. So if any truth, you know, like you're actually wanting to disclose anything, that's actually being censored, even though all the depravity is being allowed as much. Uh, free speech rights as they want but I mean I, I 
there's not much I'm going to be able to do anything about it, but it just angers me a little. <laughs> well, I understand. And I, you know, to dive into what, where I think this fits. So I want to introduce uh, a topic that not very many people are familiar with, but it's something that I stumbled across in the research on Grace's case, and it has become a passion to get this message out. And it is the Hegelian dialectic. And so if you haven't heard of that before, you can look it up. It was, um, it's not anything that you wouldn't be familiar with as I explain it, but the philosopher by the last name of Hegel, he was a German Christian philosopher. He's, he would be the one that's credited with coining this idea, but it was a, just a simple idea that you take a thesis and an antithesis and you compare and contrast, and it's a way to obtain truth to a problem. So basically, you know, the, you, you take a position, then devil's advocate, and you start challenging both sides and ultimately come up with the truth of the matter. So it's, it's really a, a neat thing. But how it plays out in, in our world is that we see uh, good and bad are constantly in battle with each other. And it has become a tool that Satan uses to um, trick the population. And so what Satan has done is that he, he knows that we are wired to believe in our works. We're performance-based. Even though God says that's not the deal, God's economy is not performance-based. It's all based on God's grace. Our sin nature is performance-based, and we have a hard time seeing things any other way other than uh, bad versus good, good versus evil, positive versus negative, and those are all on the same continuum. So I'll, I'll buzz through a couple of examples to, to set the stage. I have some of these written down, so I'm just going to pull them. I'm going to pull them up so you can okay. get a sure. sense. So uh, the idea here would be, um, so we have what most people would consider a bad candidate in Clinton. Then we have a good candidate in Trump. Okay. Well, is that really true? I mean, when I have voted for the last many, many elections, I haven't seen it that way at all. I've just seen it as I didn't even think I'm going to vote, but the the bad candidate is so bad that I vote for the lesser of two evils. But they've set it up, this, so Satan's really set it up this way. So liberals, conservatives, that's another example. Um, we have on the on the bad side, genocide. On the good side, protests. We have on the bad side, remdesivir, which is the drug they're using to kill people in the hospital with COVID. And then on the good side is ivermectin. And so I'm saying, so when I'm saying the good side, I really mean good in quotes. So why would I say ivermectin is good in quotes? I mean, we know that it works, but it's still a pharmaceutical. So we're still believing in big pharma instead of God. The only way outside of this comparison of bad versus good is is God's economy because God's economy is completely outside of this. Yeah. Okay. 
So another one that if you start getting into any debate with somebody about the public school system, you know, and you say, well, they're they're teaching critical race theory, and let's say that their their school, their kids are not going to are not teaching critical race theory, and they might probably say, well, we're, our school isn't doing that. In fact, our school still says says the Pledge of Allegiance, so that's bad versus good again. So is the Pledge of Allegiance really good? And so if you process that, we've been conditioned to think the Pledge of Allegiance is good, but we're pledging allegiance to a flag. That doesn't make any sense in God's economy, right? So just explaining, you know, I'm trying to get you in the mindset that we are wired to look through everything through a set of glasses of good versus evil. One that that people would be very familiar with is we have on the bad side, we have ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, right? They're all spreading propaganda. And then on the good side is Fox and Newsmax. Well, is our Fox and Newsmax really good? No. I don't see it that way anymore because of uh, being broken up to the Hegelian dialectic. If you look at their commercials and what they promote, they've all been promoting the vaccine. Yeah. And their commercials are all sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah. You know, so if if you process that if they're in God's light versus Satan's light, they wouldn't be taking corrupt money to fund their news organizations. All right, so now I've set this up so people get yeah. the idea of the Hegelian dialectic. Does it make sense to you? Yeah, totally. Okay, so we're wired this way. So um, how I stumbled across this is in doing research on the Holocaust. Um, that's where I learned about this Hegelian dialectic. And so then all, when I learned about it, I realized that you know, as the World Economic Forum is starting to be more brazen in telling us what they're going to do, you know, that we're, they're going to take away everything and we're going to like it. Uh, their desire is a sustainability agenda to reduce world population, uh, to promote transhumanism. All these things are out there now. They're not in the alphabet networks, right. but they're out there for people to see. You know, for me, when I started... You know, I didn't know any of this stuff before Grace died. And so I've got woken up to it. It's very easy to find. And, you know, the the uh, alternative media is carrying this information truthfully. So all of a sudden you come to grips with this and then, okay, where are we at then? Uh, yeah. And so I see it as we are at the tip of the iceberg right now. I see it that we are in um, the end of days. I see it as very similar to the days of Noah. Yeah. And and but we're at the tip of the iceberg, meaning so they've already accomplished mask mandates, vaccines, social distancing, you know, oh. you name it, they've they've yeah. tried it. Okay, so now they're announcing that we're gonna have food shortages, uh they're going to and power crash, shortages too. Power shortages, crash the financial system, yeah. all of this stuff. Okay, so things are gonna get substantially worse. Now remember this good versus evil continuum. Okay, so things are going to get substantial worse, substantially worse. So then when I started processing Grace's story in the lens of the Hegelian dialectic, I realized that Satan wants Grace's story out there. Yeah. So what's the reason? 
So in the Hegelian dialectic, why would Satan want Grace's story out there? And I'll, that'll just be rhetorical right now. I'll answer it. So the reason he would want Grace's story out there, so right now, YouTube banned Grace's story. Yeah. There will be a time where I believe that the alphabet networks and they're all going to carry these stories because they want to show how bad things are. And the reason they want to show how bad things are is because God warns us of this. And this is what Christian people, Christian people are told in, in Matthew that things are going to get so bad and there's going to be false prophets, signs and wonders that if the, even the elect would be deceived if that was possible. Okay. So what is the elect's responsibility then well the elect still has responsibility to get educated and i believe this hegelian dialectic is something to get educated on so in in this economy of satan's satan's goal is one thing it's always been one thing which is to steal souls yeah. so he already has half of the population that are zombies already they just follow all kinds of foolish mandates and you know, so he's got them well how is he going to get the other half of the population well things are going to be so bad that people are going to clamor for the thing that we do as humans safety and safety and yeah. security safety and comfort so god warns us in uh, i just i think it's second corinthians eleven 14 i'm just going to make sure i have that right yeah second corinthians eleven fourteen that Satan is going to come in as an angel of light. So after things get so bad, Satan will come in as an angel of light. And I personally believe that angel of light is the Antichrist spirit. Yeah. Not what people believe is Antichrist is a man. I don't believe that's true. I think it's Antichrist spirit is going to be this angel of light. And things are so bad that the other half of the population is going to gravitate toward that angel of light and completely miss what's going on in God's economy. I agree with you a thousand percent. So I had the same similar thought um, where I felt like they were trying to dismantle all the governments around the world and create so much chaos everywhere, like dismantling everything, all of parts of society on purpose. So then they would create this massive chaos and people, you know, up, uprising and all of that only to bring in the solution of, you know, well, we can make all of this go away and bring in, like, the Antichrist spirit or, you know, whatever, whatever the system is coming into place. And that would be exactly, like you said, the system that would bring the peace and safety and everyone's going to be uh, on board with it. Because nobody wants to go through all this trials and tribulation constantly, right? And that's what they're trying to create. And I think that's, so I, I think it's going to get real bad and then it's, it's going to have a perception of being real good. It's going to be, of course, a lie, the same lie that Hitler sold when, when he was providing safety and security back to in, after world, between World War One and World War Two. You know, yeah. that's how he came to power. And it's going to be the same thing, but it's not going to be a physical antichrist. It's going to be Satan as the antichrist right the spirit of antichrist and so it's not going to be this simplistic thing where we think there's going to be a man stepping forward that would be too too obvious right. and you know we're, we're going to get a mark on our our hand to be able to buy and sell 
you know, that's too obvious too. I, I think those references are types and they're Old Testament types that we have to be educated on to realize this is going to be a whole system that represents uh, a satanic system and the mark is going to be, I would believe in, in the same thought process that it's going to be a, a completely different currency that we would have to uh, subscribe to. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to do business in this new economy. That, that yeah, and that kind of already started with the vaccine passports. And all. I mean, that was there. Right. It's not here yet, but that's right. all we've already and you are not. I mean, they've already started with this. Yeah. this idea. They're planting these seeds all over the place, not right. just with the passports, but then, you know, digital currency. And, you know, the, the seeds are being planted at an alarming rate. Yeah, so, I mean, they were denying their services and goods if we didn't go along even with the mask. And I mean, they haven't done, I think for a while, I kind of missed it because I didn't go out that much. But this, uh, just a few months ago, even in my city, just to go to a coffee shop, they were doing the vaccine passports, all the restaurants. So that was mandatory for a while. I don't know what happened that all of a sudden it's kind of lifted, but they were all gung-ho. So I do think that, you know, the whole system is being prepared for us to uh, separate the two, you know, the ones that are going to go along with it and the ones that are resisting. But even in that, you know, there are people writing and and you know, doing protests to resist this a little bit, right? So what do you think will that mean if that's all intentional to bring that about? Well, I think that, you know, there's there's a huge segment of the population that is actively resisting. And I'm not talking about resisting from the perspective of we should not be, you know, resisting masks as a as a person, so individually, we should be resisting masks. Individually, we should be re uh, resisting vaccines because those are satanic laws. Right. We're not called to follow laws that are inconsistent with God's laws. So we should be resisting those things. Yeah. So those are all things, of course, we should do. If everybody resisted those things, they would have no power. Right. But what I see as a lot bigger movement is the the patriot movement. So the patriot movement is you know there's there's a that's huge and the problem with the patriot movement it fits into the hegelian dialectic perfectly as the you know the positive who wouldn't be patriotic the problem is its basis is not in god right its basis is in patriotism so there it wouldn't surprise me one bit if trump got reelected and then that good yeah. side would would see it as a victory see we did it we won yeah and you know, it's just I definitely think he is going to come back as a president because people are geared up towards that. And even the other side is starting to accept it and take that on. But just the whole idea of calling Republican, Democrats, red, blue, right, left, I don't like any of those terms. It's it's stupid to just pick this choice or that choice when, you know, like it's like you said, it should all be based on the character and, and you know, worshiping God. But even... If the secular people are not wanting to do that, they're still pigeonholing you in two, always two choices. So right, and that's that I believe is this Satan has been been sowing that for you know hundreds of years. So then we are, and we're already wired that way. Yeah, as humans, we're wired to look at things that way. All the movies are set up like that. Everything right. is that way. 
And so it's, um, it's not a surprise, you know, and they've been doing it this way for a long time. Take some things that like with COVID, for example. So the government causes COVID. Um, so they create a problem, then they create a vaccine. So we got COVID bad, vaccine good. Well, they're both bad. Then we have, they, so in Grace's case, they, they kill Grace with this whole fake vaccine, or not fake vaccine, I'm sorry, with this fake COVID. And then on top of that, they pay the hospitals an incentive to take her out. Well, then they want to pay my wife and I uh, a $9,000 funeral expense. And we never took the money, but it's the person who caused the problem now gives you the solution. All right. So this started happening on a big picture basis way back in the early 1900s. If you look back at, at cancer, cancer was not even on the radar screen before 1900. Well, then pharmaceuticals came on the scene, which were sponsored by the Rockefeller Foundation. And or the, not the foundation that was sponsored by the Rockefellers because petroleum is one of the main ingredients in the pharmaceuticals. Well, now the pharmaceuticals, of course, were designed. This idea of world population reduction was already in place back then because cancer was the result. So then, who do you think funded the American Cancer Society? No oh, surprise, yeah. the, Rock, the Rockefellers. They caused yeah. the cancer, but then they look like the heroes. Right. So you know, it's this sleight of hand thing. So, um, you know, I see this as, I see this as huge that people understand that this is going on. So then you have a choice to be able to see the truth because if you are blind to this, you can't even see that you can't see God's truth whatsoever. Well, that's Uh, the problem is that there many are like under some sort of spell where they're not wanting to even see the basics, you know, because God made it plain and clear for everyone you know what's going on i think it's just that there's something blocking them from even seeing god so they're not gonna care about what else you know that's happening and if they've already decided you know that everybody's picking sides right now who they're gonna belong to but you you did mention um that the mark of the beast is likely not going to be a physical mark now i kind of think that it probably will be because that would be like the easiest way to tell who's in their system, who belongs to them and who isn't like, you know, like right now they're coming out with all kinds of different theories of injection or tattoos. I don't think it's going to be anything like that, but I think once they figured out the digital currency system, it may not even be that it just could be that, you know, easy way to segregate people out of their system and just say, you can't, by yourself because you're not part of it and they'll just be able to identify you quickly you know so yeah. so could it be a physical mark of course the reason yeah. I, I the reason i don't believe it's a physical mark is because it it seems that it would be too obvious and versus if it's if it's a system so now you know god is going to protect the elect so if it's a system where you know, we if we don't adopt the new currency, that means we're easily identifiable. We don't need to have a mark to be identified because right. we're we're we figured out a different way to you know we're relying on God to live. Yeah. Right? So then we don't need that. We don't need to have that new currency. And you know, what if this also comes along? 
if you just process uh, the the elites, I don't have this number handy. One of the one of the podcasts I listened to showed they've been planning this worldwide takeover for hundreds and hundreds of years. Oh yeah, and the amount of of reserves that they have, the gold reserves that these elites have to have a new financial system based on gold, which of course just process that. Everybody would welcome that who knows anything about anything because yeah. the current financial system is a farce. It's not based on anything. Yeah. But if it was based on gold, so if you go back to Solomon's days, Solomon was tempted by gold. So now we're all tempted by gold. We have a new system based on gold. And then if they if Satan's angel of light also comes in with debt forgiveness, so worldwide debt forgiveness, and what if he calls it a debt jubilee, playing off of the Old Testament term? So now we have a worldwide debt jubilee. Everybody's debt is forgiven. Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty tempting to oh, just submit sure. to that, that new system. I, so anyway, I, I'm not saying I have this nailed down. No, but just, you're right about the debt stuff because I already saw that coming and they're doing it already, partial forgiveness. And I actually work in that industry of helping debtors get out of debt. But so it's, I when I saw when they were doing the CDC protocol of, you know, moratorium on paying rent, I saw because yes. they were going to in debt all the renters and you know get them so badly in debt that they wouldn't be able to pay like a year's worth of rent right and that would start collapsing and you know crying out saying let's fix this let's fix this and that would mean that they would start offering things to people what they want and then that would start slowly start to join their system you know absolutely well look at just i mean just in the last week biden announced the the student loan debt forgiveness. Yeah. You know, and, and people are are thinking, you know, it's well, this is just about getting votes, right? Yeah. Well, this is way bigger than getting votes. You know, that's that's another um another p it's anything that they do, you just should assume that the whatever you think the motive is and what they announce the motive is it's exactly. Look at this in a lot bigger yeah. picture, yeah. and that's what I'm learning to do. I'm, I'm really, you know, out of all the things that I've learned since Grace's death, uh, the thing that I, I would say that I've learned the most is how programmed that I was to yeah. accept certain things, and you know, we, we have to learn to look at things completely different and realize that we could be wrong in what we believed. And I'll give you another example of, uh, so I, I shared with you about the Rockefellers. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones who started the American Cancer Society. So if I told you that the Rockefellers, and this is one reason I'm thinking about the mark of the beast and, and how the Antichrist is going to come in. What if I What if I told you that the Rockefellers are one of the, founders, or not founders, one of the funders of Dallas Theological Seminary. Would you believe that or not? Yeah, that would be hard, but I do well, see it's, all It's the actually true. It's actually true. When I, yeah. I learned this, I mean, I heard it. I didn't learn it yet, but then I thought, if this is true, it's a game changer. So then I researched it, and I found that, in fact, it's true. And so then if if Satan is involved through the Rockefeller Foundation in funding things like Dallas Theological Seminary, and then we're used to 
people graduating from Dallas Theological Seminary that, of course, they're way smarter than us. So if they tell us, you know, the Antichrist is going to be a man, uh, he's going to have a, a wound that's been healed, we're going to take the mark, and we're going to be raptured before things get real bad. Okay, well, why would Satan have... Well, it's to confuse all the believers. Correct. There's so, so much out there. What I'm challenging is that all of this stuff, before you just accept it, even if it's from yeah. a pastor anymore, just wonder, is this part of the programming for a lot bigger picture? And yeah, I definitely think it's all part of the, you know, trying to get us into a certain direction. And, but that's where faith and the word of God comes in, right? Because I think those that truly are reading and understanding that uh, the Holy Spirit's got to protect us from some of this, right? So even say when all the elect, if it was possible, so that means they're not all going to be deceived. Um, but I That's do, correct. but I do see, you know, the massive confusion and chaos happening right now. The deception is already in place. Um, but you mentioned, like, you know, uh, that Satan wanted to use his crazy story to, like someday actually allow that to be published. What did you mean by that? Well, he has to have things get so bad. So if Grace's story, for example, is heard by 30 million people versus 300 million people in the United States, what's better for Satan? Because, you know, in my mind right away, I thought, well, of course, I want all 300 million people to hear it, right? Yeah. So it, it, sa you know, it saves their loved ones from from what we're going through. Right. But from Satan's perspective in the Hegelian dialectic, he's got to have things get so bad. And so Grace's story is is bad. I mean, this it's as bad as things get. You know, still there's people don't believe it. But if right. he got it shared with everybody and they believed it, that would be like, oh my gosh, we got to have change. Oh, I see, yeah. And so then, then the angel of light, is it's a lot easier for him to come in as an angel of light if things are really bad. Yeah, I think he he will come exactly like Christ, you know, like that's why Christ was saying, don't be deceived. I'm not in any physical location or building or any of that. And right on. he's going to come in. I think he's going to be performing mir miracles. He's going to be offering all kinds of stuff. Probably peace, you know, for a little bit, like the Bible said, peace and safety. So things are going to calm down and there's going to be some supernatural stuff going on. So I actually think whenever this time frame comes, it's going to be all the movies that we've ever watched, going to be some sort of truth in all of those, uh, picking and choosing and making it like a supernatural world. Um, so I don't know if that's the next generation, but what do you think our role is now? Like, should you even bother? You know, even the stuff that I'm doing, is that even, there's a point to any of this? Yeah, but that, that question comes up regularly. Um, yes, I think there's a point to it. And it has to be that it's it's spirit-led. So, I mean, if, if God calls you to do that and God calls me to do this, uh, we have that responsibility. You know, what are what did God say to do with your, you know, the parable of the talents? You know, we're we're called to do something with our one talent, uh, even if it is only one talent. If it's more than that, you're called to do more than that. So, of course, we have a responsibility. And so, what's the what might be the reason? Um, 
So you can say, well, God's going to save the elect no matter what we do. Well, of course, I mean, we already know that. But yeah. that doesn't give us a license to sit on the couch and watch the, the tube until he comes. Right. You know, we can, we have a role to share with people what the truth is. So I see it as, you know, certainly there's the unbelievers. So the unbelievers are completely blind. They're in the dark. They're completely in the dark. And so there's no way that Satan could accomplish what he's done unless these people are completely in the dark. If they saw what we see, they would not be doing what they're doing. So we can tell they're in, you know, light, God's light and dark are separated. So if an unbeliever sees this message and says, okay, this, you know, if time is short, I have got to find out if this God they're talking about is real. That would be absolutely fantastic. We don't know. We don't know what God's, what God's plan is for any human being. Yeah. Similarly, if a believer uh, sees this and they're not awake, we have a chance, if we're awake, to become grounded in our faith more than we've ever been grounded in our life. Why? Well, I believe that as things get tough, people are going to wonder, why are you calm? Why am I calm? And we'll be able to tell them, what the reason is and you know then sure. I, we have a chance that you know god would use us to call people back to himself yeah. so I, I i don't think we ever you know so great let's just take that so we're talking about really god's um providence uh god's sovereign so then what do we do so i'm going to just drill it down to grace's death so people can connect the dots so grace died on october 13th 2021 at um, her death was called at 7.27 p.m. All right. From that moment forward, I can say with 100% certainty, there's absolutely nothing I could have done. Grace's time, place, cause of death was already predetermined by God before she ever stepped foot on this planet. So after after that moment in time, I can say there's nothing I could have done. Before that time, I had no idea what her last date was. So yeah. my responsibility was to be all in on protecting my daughter. But, you know, of course, if I would have known the exact moment and situation, I could have just said, well, I can't do anything. But I mean, I, I, I want to say that, you know, I only got three minutes left. But I, okay. what I wanted to say was that. You know, looking at all the photos of her life and the videos that you posted on your website, you are an awesome dad. Okay, I don't think there's any kid that would be more lucky to have you as a father and your wife as a mother than, you know, especially even having disabilities and hardships. If it was any other family, her life would have been not anywhere near what you guys provided for her. She's a very happy kid. She has so many activities. I never had any chance to do all the activities that she's doing, violinist, uh, horseback riding, you know, and uh, boating and all these things that she was involved in. It's amazing. She had a very full life and you are the one that, you know, should be credited for that. So you did so much more than you probably don't even know, you know, for someone and God knows it. And you're going to see her again and you're going to see her fully restored. And she's going to know that, you know, you were the best parent uh, that she ever had. 
Well, I was, I was the only parent she ever had. I mean, my yeah. wife was a, a great mom. I was an average dad. I mean, that's just for the no, record. No, no, you were a great dad. I mean, I, I've seen, you know, what other kind of families look like, including my own. They don't look like that. So she was very, very blessed. And, you know, you gave her something right before her death. That we were the, and we were really the ones that were blessed by her. I mean, she was, she was a gift. You know, she definitely was. And God puts, you know, he, he put her in your home and her a big blessing. Um, but I'm going to, this is going to kick me out soon. So I would All like right. to bring you back on for another topic to maybe talk about how, you know, how our life is going to be once this beast system is in place and we have to let everything go. I think that might be an interesting topic. So I'd love to come back. Thank you very much for having me again. Thank you, Scott. Have a great day. Bye. All right, you too. Bye.